people in the U.S. military. What's the creepiest slash most paranormal thing you have encountered during your service? Not my story but from an article. The firefight that never happened. Tyler Richards. Al-Qam, Iraq 2006-2007. The train station was attacked by insurgents in the middle of the night. Every post was returning fire with crew-served weapons, CAAT went out the wire to engage fighters, and were talking cobras on using the tow system. Everyone had their fair share of trigger time. When daylight broke, QRF went out to do a BDA. They found zero bodies, zero spent rounds, zero blood trails. The posts had bullet impacts on the bulletproof windows, and everyone with thermal saw fighters dropping and maneuvering. No one knows what happened to this day. Still a mystery. 3rd BN, 4th Marines. As a Marine, I used to have the graveyard patrol shift at the Beirut Bombing Memorial. Part of the memorial is dedicated to a veteran's cemetery. Oddly enough I never got freaked out being completely alone in a remote cemetery, in the middle of the night, surrounded by dense woods on all sides. It was actually kind of peaceful, to be honest. However, one night I was patrolling near the perimeter fence where some of the oldest headstones are, when I heard the sound of a woman humming. I followed the sound and noticed a light glowing through the vines and brush of a large tree. As I approached, I could literally feel my hair beginning to lift as if there was an electric current in the air. I pushed aside the brush and what I saw nearly took my breath away. It was an old, weathered headstone with a large cross etched into the marble. Only the cross was glowing a bright, vivid blue, like a neon bulb. The humming was also suddenly much louder and had a weird plurality to it, like it was coming from hundreds of voices at once. Needless to say, I freaked the F out. I screamed like a scared little girl and sprinted back to the parking lot. I radioed the guard who was supposed to relieve me and forced him to come early, then spent the rest of my shift in the cab of his truck. I don't think he believed me, but he stayed in his truck and didn't go out on patrol until the sun was fully up. A few days later, I worked up the nerve to return to the grave, during the day, of course. As I suspected, in the light of day it was a completely mundane headstone. There was no name, only the aforementioned cross. I ran my hands over the stone and checked to see if maybe there was some sort of hidden light source or solar panel, but no, it was just plain, solid, unremarkable stone. The humming was gone, too. I eventually returned to my normal shift, but never again experienced anything out of the ordinary. I never learned whose grave that was, either, but I find myself thinking about it from time to time. It certainly sounds absurd when I say it out loud, and I suppose it could have been a hallucination or a trick of my tired brain, but I don't believe it was. I think it was real, a ghost or spirit of some sort, but I don't think it was malevolent at all. I used to be stationed in Fort Irwin in California. It's a long story, but there is a 30-mile road that leads from Barstow, the closet town, into the base which is in a large empty desert. There are dozens of crosses along the road leading into the base from soldiers and family of soldiers who have had accidents on this road throughout the years. Anyways, a buddy of mine who was my platoon mate and I were driving back from the mall in Victorville one night. As we entered the starting stretch of Fort Irwin Road I noticed some fresh bloody tire marks leading off the side of the road directly into a cross, which was dated something like August 11, 1989, this date was like August 11, 2006 really creeped me out and I thought I was seeing things. About 20 minutes into our long drive down this isolated two-lane highway leading into the vast empty desert, 
I look over to my buddy who was driving and lip-syncing to some song. And then as we were going about 75 miles per hour, something darted out in front of us. I quickly caught a glimpse of what looked like a large humanoid beast with fur and a wet hairy face. It looked directly at us even though we were going 75 miles per hour and it was running right across his car. The thing was tall at least 7 foot, walking on two legs. But the eyes the eyes were like, I don't know how to explain it, but for that split second when it turned to look at us, as it turned its body and I looked into its eyes, it was like time slowed down and its eyes were white voids. Not a reflection really more like dead light, Stephen King reference. And it wasn't a look of fear, but it was a look of, I see you hello. It was the most skin crawling thing I have ever experienced. Whatever that was it was not human, not animal. It was sentient but not, not like we are. I won't say it had powers but whatever it did to us when we looked at it. I don't know. I turned to my friend who yelled out. Holy crap. And then the thing, it ran off to the other side of the highway. My buddy thought that we almost hit someone, so we stopped and got out to check, but whatever it was ran off into the empty desert night. And then he began to repeat large hairy bird? No, no not bird. Bear? Bear. No what? What was that? It took us about another 20 minutes to get to base and we just sat there, music off not talking to each other. He was quiet, which he was never quiet, not Brian. I tried to think of what to say, but we were too chill to really talk. Once we got back to base and told our squad members about what had happened, but no one believed us. That is until a few weeks passed by and I started hearing quiet murmurs from people who didn't want to speak openly, but they said that they too saw similar sightings. Years later, after I got out of the service, I did some research online and learned about native folklore passed down by indigenous Native Americans who claimed that Sasquatch was believed to live out in the barren salt flats. Google pulled up a lot of interesting information. Whatever it was my friend turned white as a ghost that night and we never spoke of it to each other again. My best friend's grandfather worked in some unspecified but very high security stuff. He refused to talk about most of his experiences, but any time the subject of aliens UFOs came up, he'd get extremely serious out of nowhere and basically force the conversation to be changed. My friend said it was very unnerving to see the fear in his face. One time, my buddy finally pushed him on it and asked him if he believed in aliens, and his grandfather just said. If you honestly think we're alone, then you're ignorant as crap. The sincerity that was in his voice still bothers my friend. U.S. Navy photographer here. In the deepest parts of the ocean, you will often steam past small boats that are empty or seemingly empty. Sometimes they look like they got loose and no one looked for them. Sometimes they look disgusting like someone lived in them until they couldn't. Sometimes it's obvious someone is still in them but they haven't moved for weeks. One time at an Air Force base in the ROK we had a power outage at night. All of us walked out of our hangar doors to take a see what the problem may have been, and we saw a very very large triangular shape passing over our hangar. It was a clear moonless night previously, and when we went outside to look around we noticed the starscape being covered then slowly uncovered. No sound associated with the event other than normal sounds of the location. I'll never forget. This is actually the first time I've ever heard someone describe exactly what I saw too. Must have been in the mid-90s, my then boyfriend was walking me home late at night. He was talking and I was listening and looking at the sky. Then I noticed the stars were blocked out and I pointed up, 
and we both saw a huge black triangular object flying really slowly from the north towards where we were standing. It made no noise at all and had no lights. When we stopped to watch it, it slowly turned to the west and eventually we lost sight of it in the dark. This was in Alberta, Canada. Aliens. No joke. I was in the stand and I saw these green lights hovering slowly about 100 meters away. Then suddenly they got three times as big and shot straight up at a speed no human could survive. It was like watching something accelerate through a railgun, straight up. Then it turned red and disappeared. I'm a very logical person, and I have a TS clearance, but I know that we don't have this sort of technology yet. I was in the US Navy and worked in communications. I was a supervisor on my watch and enjoyed working the night tours while on deployment, we stood 12-hour watches from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Around 2 a.m. I hear some chatter over the 3MC, which is like our internal speaker system used between a few different stations on the ship. It's the bridge asking combat if they see anything on surface or air radar, maybe 10 miles out to our west. Combat returns with a negative and I don't think anything of it. About 15 minutes goes by and the bridge asks again, and asks are they sure there's nothing there. Then they ask us if we have any message traffic about any ships in the area, aircraft or anomalous weather patterns. I ask one of the guys on watch to perform the request and now my interest is piqued. I walk out of the comm center and head up to the bridge. I was on a frigate so the walk was quick, and I get up there and ask what's going on. One of my buddies points me over to the port side and we walk over. There's about 5 or 6 circular shaped lights about 10 to 15 miles out in the clouds, pretty large. They aren't moving or flying around but just looking stable. These lights are also casting lights downward on the ocean, and you can see the light refracting back at the water. From what we could see, it didn't appear to be lights shining up from the water because they wouldn't pass through the clouds. The clouds also weren't super thick, it was lightly overcast, and it was the middle of the night with no other light pollution on the water. There was nothing in message traffic about any ships, subs, or aircraft in the area. We were hundreds of miles from land and the last report of any unusual weather patterns was a water spout a few hundred miles away. We tried to take pictures with our onboard digital camera, using a long exposure, but we couldn't capture the phenomenon. After about 90 minutes the lights slowly faded and then completely disappeared. I'm sure there's some sort of weather or atmospheric condition for what we saw, but for all intents and purposes, it fit the description of a UFO. Unidentified flying object. So, I'm currently stationed on an aircraft carrier commissioned in 77. There is never a lack of creepiness on that thing at night. I work security on it at night, and we rotate from nights to days every so often. I remember one night my buddy was heading up to the flight deck with a rifle from where our armory is, first deck, up to the flight deck, 04 level, which is a five-story difference. It's a lot of distance to travel alone at night. So he gets to a certain part of the boat that's almost pitch black, one story down from the flight deck, and he hears these footsteps behind him. He looks back and no one is there. So he picks up the pace, and as he does he hears the same footsteps. He looks back and this time he sees a dark figure about 30 feet behind him. At this point his F that switch turns on and he starts briskly jogging. He then hears the footsteps also pick up the pace and run after him. He dead sprints up the last flight of stairs up to the flight deck, and hustles over to where we are on the front of the ship. He's white as a ghost and tells us what happens. We stay away from that area of the ship now. Other than that, 
down on the seventh deck of the ship, second to last deck before you hit the hull, there are munitions storage areas, basically where we keep our bombs for planes. Well back in the day a little girl falls down one of the ladder wells, which is legit a six-story drop to the bottom. She ended up dying. There are chains and various other items that can be moved, and they say at night if you're not paying attention, zoning out, she'll come by and rattle the chains hanging from the ceiling and move things. The fantail, which is an area that is outside the ship that looks over the water on the back of the ship, there are multiple ghosts that mess with two lookouts that stand watch out there. One of the ghosts is of a little girl, you'll hear her giggling, then a bouncy ball bouncing on the deck out there, then a splash in the water. There is also a ghost that will come to you as you're nodding off on the watch. He'll be in his dress uniform, he'll tap you on the shoulder and say, don't report this. Then he'll jump into the water. Other than that it's always a constant feeling of being watched at night if you're alone in certain areas. Only other story I have is the time I played with a Ouija board, but that's a long story. This is my dad's story. After he was done in Vietnam he soon stationed at an Air Force base in Greenland. They had bad blizzards often there and when they came through, the base shut down and every section of the barracks would take roll call. These blizzards are intense. There were cables running between all the buildings you attached to your person with a carabiner so if there was a sudden whiteout you didn't get lost and die. They had people die literally 20 meters from shelter because they got lost in bad weather and froze. He said for about 5 months every time they locked down for weather they would hear horrendous screaming outside. Everyone was accounted for so they didn't risk sending anyone out to investigate. They wrote it off as an animal. However, every time this was heard, the engine room would be wrecked. Tools everywhere, paperwork all over the floor, tables and toolboxes knocked over, even one time a several thousand pound jet engine had been lifted from its workbench crane thing and smashed almost 30 feet away. The hangars and engine room had cameras covering every single possible entrance with spotlights that made them clear even in a whiteout. No animals, no people, no anything was ever seen entering or leaving those buildings. Then one day it just stopped. A buddy of mine was stationed at Kadena Air Force Base in Okinawa in the yachts. It was a regular day full of standard base activity, indoors and out, when the sirens went off followed by a warning for all staff to report to the base's mess hall. My friend, and everyone else, was quite confused but followed orders. Upon arrival at the hall, they found it was full of the base's staff with a uniformed officer taking role. The base commander settled everyone down and advised them that everyone was just taking a short break, that there was nothing to worry about, and that everyone would be back to work shortly. Everyone sat at the long lunch tables, scratching their heads and discussing what could be up. This particular room in the hall was interior, and had no windows. Once the roll was completed and everyone accounted for, the commander left, and soldiers carrying automatic rifles closed the doors to the hall and stood inside them at attention, essentially barring anyone from leaving. This raised the chatter quite a bit, but nobody panicked. Only a couple of minutes later, an incredibly loud engine sound can be heard approaching the base. As whatever is making the noise lands, it shakes the entire island. Framed photos fall off the wall and trophies and glass cases are shaken over. The engine hum and shaking then ceases. Chatter again rises sharply, as speculation about what the hell's going on increases. After about an hour, the noise starts up, and the island shakes again as whatever itis takes off and quickly fades away. Shortly after, the base commander enters and says everyone can get back to work, 
warning them not to discuss today's break and to simply forget about it. When I asked him what he thought it was, he immediately suggested that it was some kind of classified skunk work spy plane, maybe the Aurora needing to land for emergency repairs or refueling. Of course he said, since they kept us all from seeing it, I'll never truly know. My grandfather in World War II had a past life experience. When he arrived in Nice, France for the first time, he remembered it like it was his hometown, street names, layouts etc. US Air Force here. Not allowed to say what I do, but my frame flew in Vietnam and carried dead bodies back and after Vietnam it was repurposed. All of the older frames from that era are supposedly haunted from dead soldiers. I've spent mid-shift, midnight to 7 a.m., on these frames and I've heard people scream out in pain. I've asked for a tool and had someone hand it to me, and then turn around and they were gone. Multiple times you'll hear someone's name being called. I don't believe in ghosts but those frames creep me the F out. 